I, I, I maybe I did play it just a little bit too much. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> you won't hear us playing Judas Priest, but you will be hearing an entertaining sports show with myself, Frank, and David the Man of God Harris on WSUT's After Further Review, airing Saturdays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and throughout the week with our replay 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Toledo's only alternative and your on-campus radio station, 88.3 WXUT. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> Welcome back to 88.3 WCTs After Further Review. I'm Derek Lawson, and it's a cold one up here as it started to start snowing here in Northwest Ohio. Pretty much typical for uh, a November afternoon here in uh, the good old TOL, the Glass City. And we're also here on 88.3 WCTs After Further Review in the Student Union. And a longtime guest, sometimes try to keep, keep him coming on so he's not a stranger welcome in mr darren cone and darren welcome here as he's an nba scout coach guru life assistant helps guys get jobs just an all-around great guy darren cone <laughs> yes sir i appreciate it man guess who's back yeah back again darren's back back <laughs> again so welcome to the show, Darren. As you know, we talk about NBA and just basketball in general. And uh, the high school basketball season has started, and NBA started about a month ago, and then the NCAA started about Tuesday-ish. Um, even though you're a scout, is this really a great time of year for you? It always brings back memories. Oh, yeah, man. I love it. It's, uh, you, you know, especially this week, as you said, because now all levels are going, balls are bouncing uh tennis shoes are squeaking so the gyms are packed and um you know it's just this is a great time of the year uh where the season really kicks off and, and there's just a ton of excitement right now you know well in the last few weeks at one point every team was undefeated every team still had a chance to be thinking about a championship and and that's you know kind of the the beginning of the mystique of, of basketball season uh the, the joy of the game and then you know the culmination is in march when everyone's playing for a championship and and you see kind of who separated themselves and risen to the top with a chance to cut down the net so you know it's just it's sort of a full cycle process for me but i'm super excited that's for sure now that is true and like i said i i don't i i like basketball season but that means there's going to be snow on the ground and sure enough this friday snow actually got on the ground and uh, uh it's pretty interesting to see that when we get the snow on the ground yeah you know i mean uh basketball season doesn't necessarily mean snow on the ground <laughs> depending on where you live but apparently yes for for the toledo ohio folks you know that's the case but uh i mean i i'm just like last night i was on the on the computer like man i gotta i gotta get to these tournaments or these events that are in the south where the sunshine and i can break out the, the shorts but yes it, it definitely is that cold bitterness in the midwest right now or or you could be like lebron and go out west in the sunshine of uh, california i'm gonna call him and see if he needs any assistance <laughs> so what's your, what your thoughts of so far the first month of the nba season that's coming up basically yeah, I think it's been good. I think it's been uh, uh, fun to see uh, some of the new faces and new uniforms, and 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 there's several you know key guys who were injured last year who are kind of making their 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 physical comeback. But but you know I've been impressed by the by the play. Um, you know, been been some surprises and 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 probably some early disappointments. But uh, you know I think Golden State's right there on top of the 
on top of the realm where they're supposed to be and, and, um, and defending the crown and playing very well um, and, and really haven't even been to full strength um, yet for the most part. And uh, I think Toronto's been very good in the East. And I, I think the impressive thing about them, I mean, everyone expected Kawhi Leonard to do his thing and he's been great. Uh, he, he, it's been a seamless transition there. He hasn't had, you know, any type of, uh, of attitude or malice about the, about the, the move, even though, you know, many people feel like he didn't necessarily want to be there. Uh, he's been performing and being, you know, potentially the best two-way player in the game. Uh, but I think they're 11-1 and one right now really because of the, the resurgence of Serge Ibaka. I love how he's been playing. You know, we, we know what Lowry and, and Kawhi Leonard were going to bring to the table. But Serge Ibaka um, was really coming into his own in his final years in uh, Oklahoma City. And then I thought he dropped off a bit. But he's been phenomenal here early on. And, man, maybe my favorite player in the NBA right now, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak. I mean, he had uh, Milwaukee off to the best start since the 70s, and they're 9-2 and two in second place in the East. So, um, you know, they've been they've been really, really fun to watch and just thumped uh, Golden State uh, a day or so ago um, at Golden State, which, you know, I thought was, was, was you know, it's a regular season game, but I thought that was pretty impressive. So, so you know, that's going on in the East and – um, and then in the West, so you, you gotta, you gotta, right behind Golden State, you gotta have, show a lot of love to Denver. Um, Denver's gotten better each year. And I love the fact that they're getting great point guard play from two young guys. Jamal Murray's our starter, getting a majority of the minutes. Uh, and he's had some really big games. But then it's almost like a one two punch because uh, Monty uh, Man Man Morris, uh, the rookie out of Iowa State, or, or second year guy, second he was in the D League last year out of Iowa State. Um, has been tremendous in that backup role off the bench. I think their point guard play has been kind of the the steadying factor, and they got some talented guys there, but I, I think that's been the difference to their hot start. So, you know, some good stuff there at the top of both leagues. And what I what I basically notice is that, right, the Golden State Warriors lost Thursday night to the Bucks. The, the the surprise is that Toronto is 11-1. People thought maybe the chemistry might have gotten thrown off with DeRozan leaving because him and Lowry were really tight, but that's been quite the opposite. Um, talk about the Detroit Pistons. They got off to like a 4-0 start, but they pretty much only won one out of their last six. Now they're down to the eighth seed at 5-5. Five and five. It's kind of a interesting lineup with Blake Griffin you know he went for 50 earlier this year Andre Drummond who's been a double double machine on paper they look like they should be a good team but can Dwayne Casey do a little bit better than what Stan Van Gundy did I mean it seems like it's always some kind of issue with the Pistons yeah I mean I just don't think their guard plays good enough to be honest with you I mean you know they're, they're kind of hodgepodge it together with, with some solid players um but, you know, guards win championships and guards win games at the NBA level. Uh, as we all know, it's not necessarily a big man's uh, game anymore. Right. Um, at least right now, it could be cyclical and come back. But, you know, Andre Drummond's been really good at times. He's also been really poor at times. Like, he didn't show up at all against Philadelphia. Right. Um, but then, then, you know, two nights later or whatever, has 25 and 20 or something along those lines. So, you know, he's been inconsistent. You know, Blake Griffin um, has, has kind of been doing what he does. Uh, he, you know, he has gotten a little bit better every year. You know, I'm not a huge fan, but he has gotten a little better every year. But, you know, their weakness is, is just with consistent and steady guard play. Um, and, you know, they got off, as you alluded to, the good start. Um, but uh, it's, it's been a little rocky since. So, you know, I see them being a 500 team. Um, and it could go go one way or the, one way or the other, you know. If they if they really 
gel and, and get a great chemistry going, you know, after the first 20 games, you know, they could end up eight to 10 games over 500. Uh, but if they struggle uh, with the chemistry part or have some injuries, then they could end up eight to 10 games under 500. But they're going to be a team that, you know, best case scenario is looking at fifth, sixth, seventh. Worst case scenario, you know, is slipping to ninth, tenth, eleventh in the East. Uh, Casey's a good coach. Uh, I don't know that he's a better coach than Stan Van Gundy. I, actually, I think Stan Van Gundy's a better coach, better technician. But Casey's bringing a totally different um, uh, approach and and and, uh, and temperament and uh, and just overall, I guess, day in and day out aura to the team. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting if, if he gets more or less out of mostly the same players right yeah ish smith like i tell people you know he's a he's a good backup guy sometimes you got him starting the reggie jackson the saga of him and his injuries can he play a solid you know month strong instead of you know playing a couple games here injured for a couple games and plays a couple games you know that that's how that saga goes he's always injured talk a little bit about the middle of the pack teams uh, Philadelphia, Boston, and Indiana. And Indiana is something interesting because Victor Oladipo, man, I know he works out with Micah Lancaster, but his game has really excelled his last, last season, and then he's off to a good start this season. Yeah, yeah, I mean, um, the addition of Oladipo and, uh, and uh, Sabonis, uh, oh my God, what a, what a steal. What a steal that was. And he's been he's been tremendous, and I think they're playing very well. It's just a, it's kind of a case where you know, maybe they've had some addition by subtraction. They've they've gotten some new faces with maybe not the same marquee names, and and they're playing a little better. They're overachieving, uh, potentially to an extent, or they at least forecast that they could overachieve this season. Um, so you know, I like what they're doing. You know, Philadelphia is, is sort of had a little bit of a step back. I think uh, the, the chemistry hasn't been as good here early on. Obviously, they have a ton of talent, and then and then Boston. Um, you know, they're still just trying to get all the bodies on the floor. You know, Kyrie's been uh, pretty pretty phenomenal here early on. But, uh, you know, Gordon, Gordon Haywood's supposed to be back at reverse Utah. Um, there's going to be some, um, you know, there's still some growing pains on some, some time, I think, uh, another 10 to 15 games until I think they really get a gel uh, with, with, with those guys. But, you know, Boston is, is going to be right there in that top two or three fighting for the East. Before it's all said and done, they they just got a little rust still uh, coming in early on. Hmm. No, yeah, and that I've I've been hearing that Simmons and uh, and B kind of aren't getting along. So there's like you said that inch chemistry issue. What did you think about though this? Was you talk about the Celtics? You talked about the Nuggets a little bit earlier. Murray tried to go for fifty one. Kyrie didn't like it, so he threw the ball in the stands. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's different. There's different mindsets on the unwritten rules or whatever. My thing is, just go out and do your job. You know, you start getting into your feelings. You got to put Drake on the tunes. Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not interested in all that. All that sensitivity stuff. I mean, you 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 worried about the guy getting 48, 49, and fifty. You should have been worrying about that when he had twenty. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. You let someone get off on you, then you want to get mad at the end. I, I don't know. I'm old school in terms of that type of stuff. I don't really get caught up in that thing my thing is if there's seconds on the clock and you're on the court hey don't pump the brakes but you know put put it on them I, i'm i football college football all, basketball all that stuff i don't really buy into that you know um scoreboard sportsmanship yes I, you, you you should have sportsmanship in terms of being a good person and and uh and doing the right thing and and, and having respect for your opponent but if the defense is out there you know and and the coach still has you in the game. What are you supposed to do? Point shave? You know, right. go, 
Go do your job. That makes total sense. And then let's talk a little bit at the bottom of the standings for the East. The Wizards and Cavaliers. I mean, the Wizards are a shock at being at 2-8. and eight. And obviously, I, I kind of knew the Cavaliers would fall off. But I didn't think they'd really fall off like this. Firing Tyron Lue. Uh, one in ten. Some people are thinking that possibly, as we talk a little bit later in the segment, that Duke could probably beat them. What's going on with Cleveland? I mean, the Wizards in Cleveland pretty much were at the top of the division the last two seasons. Are now bottom dwellers. Sure. Well, I mean, you know, Washington—they're a little bit of an enigma because you know they're they're having some uh, some ego issues internally. Um, they got some issues in their locker room, um, which. Uh, you know, more than likely the coach will end up taking the, the, the downfall and being the scapegoat. But, mm-hmm. you know, that for, forever, John Wall's been a little difficult to, to play with. And, um, you know, they, they got to figure that out. Obviously, uh, it's, it's heading in the wrong direction in a hurry. And those guys, are, they're kind of past, um, you know, the, the first few years. So you don't get a, a buy anymore or, or a, a mulligan for, you know, being young. I mean, you guys are supposed to be veterans and figure this out and go compete for a championship. I mean, Cleveland, I mean, let's be honest, you got, you, you lost the best two players in the last two years. So, um, you know, you, you feel for a guy like Kevin Love, but they're just, they're just not very good. Right. I mean, I, you know, now, now firing the coach to me was a little asinine. I'm, I'm never a huge proponent of firing a coach midseason, especially early on in the season. If, if you didn't think Tyron Lue was the, was the guy to do the job, uh, without LeBron, then you should have made the change in the, in the, in off season. I, I just, I just, I'm never, very rarely am I a huge fan of, of those type of changes. Now, sometimes in football, uh, you, you see a team rally and have a, a spark to finish off the season. It very rarely bodes well in basketball. Um, but they're just not very good. I mean, they don't have, they don't have the talent. Um, you know, you're playing with, you know, basically your, 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 your bench is now your starting unit. Um, and, uh, you know, they've had, they've had some guys a little banged up as well. And then the coaching, uh, controversy. Now, should they be in last place? Probably not. They have a whole lot of championship pedigree and pride um, in that locker room. Um, but you know, they 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 they've, they have to make a decision. Are they going to roll with their veterans who who've, who've been through that and do have a little heart and toughness, you know, and play Corver and and J.R. Smith and Kevin Love and and, and and Tristan Thompson the majority of the minutes, or are you seeing those guys in the twilight of, of their career and you're going to try to play for the the lottery and you're trying to develop you know nance and and clarkson and 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 guys like that which and um uh, i mean i'm having a mind like what's the rookie's name oh sexton who they saying that he's a problem in the locker room because he's being a little too cocky with the veterans yeah and and and, and you know and and i've even heard internal rumors that you know you you had issues with the, the ownership saying you know, play the young guys more, especially Sexton, and, and the coaching staff wasn't, and, and that was maybe to lose demise more than the than the wins and losses. But you know, t- t- time will tell. But uh, you know, it, it's America, so we don't put a whole lot of focus on the bottom of the standings. You want to get attention, get your butt to the top of the standings. <laughs> true, very true. We go over to the to the West, and I, we talked a little bit about the top teams. What, what's surprising to you that the Kings? actually had a good start the lakers aren't in playoff contention yet but it always takes a little while for people to adjust adjust to lebron but the pelicans the rockets the timberwolves they're kind of towards the bottom of the league and these guys got supreme talent yeah yeah the pelicans they're, they're kind of like can't get right in the movie life I mean, they, they make moves they do good things and they just never seem to get over the hump uh 
you know, you got one of the best players uh, at his position in the mm-hmm. league. Now, he's not necessarily a leader, but, um, you know, you know, they just can't seem to figure it out. The Lakers, I'm not worried about them. I mean, they're not winning a championship this year, which, you know, some of my Facebook friends may disagree because they're constantly hyping that mm-hmm. plug. But but I do see them. I mean, you know, LeBron's going to make the playoffs. I mean, he, he's going to get him in there. He's going to compete. And they're going to continue to get better as the year goes on. And, and, and don't be surprised if they're not one of the more active teams um, this season before the trade deadline to, to make moves. You know, because uh, Magic trusts LeBron, LeBron trusts Magic, and, and they're both, you know, Magic's a wheeler dealer as well as, um, uh, you know, the GM. So I would, I, w- I don't expect the opening day roster to be the same as the, uh, as the roster for the Lakers starting the playoffs. Um, you know, the biggest disappointment to me in the West, though, is Houston. But, uh, you know, we, we've talked about this both on the air and off the air. There's a few guys that, you know, I, my personal opinion is you just can't win with. Uh, and they acquired one of those guys in the offseason. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, um, you know, and, and, you know, there's been some chemistry, there's been some attitudes, but you just, you just, you, you, you had a team that was finally buying into defending a little bit last year, and you bring in a guy who, who just seems to be a guy that you can't win with. And on top of that, he's one of the worst defenders in the NBA at his position, if not just overall. And it, and it's just I mean it's showing I mean they're they're four and six and and they got you know really four all stars on the roster so maybe not four all stars you know this year but in their career they yeah. they, they, they got guys who've been all stars right with Anthony pretty much past his prime what about the Minnesota quagmire where Butler wants to get traded but you got to keep him and he doesn't get along with Big Cat and Wiggins and D Rose has actually made a comeback but it's just like. Do you get rid of Butler and just say, you know, I'll get rid of him and get something in there? Or do you keep the guy? What do, what do you do? See, this one really puzzles me more than any other uh, soap opera in the NBA right now. I've always loved Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler was a self-made guy, um, you know, uh, was was basically homeless in high school, latched on to a coach that was recruiting him, originally signed with the University of New Orleans. Um, his coach then ended up uh, getting the job at Marquette. I mean, he, he wasn't a high major player. He was going to go to New Orleans, um, which was not sure if they even were going to stay Division One. They were potentially going to go Division Two, and uh, ends up going to uh, Marquette because Buzz uh, Williams just loved him almost like a son, just really a self-made guy who who, who, who competed and battled and, and, and developed himself into being, a, a one, a college prospect, but then a pro prospect, and then an all-star and an elite player um, he had a, a great relationship with Thibodeau before in Chicago. Thibodeau like bent over backwards to get him in Minnesota, um, and, and just really wanted him back together. So I thought, you know, those two were like ride or dies, and they were going down, you know, for the rest of their careers. And then, it, and then it just, it just out of nowhere. I mean, Butler's never had a relationship for being or a, a, a reputation for being a bad dude or difficult to get along with or, or a locker room problem. He's never been that. And now all of a sudden it's this issue when, when there's, you know, three all-star type personalities in the locker room. Now they had that in Chicago. I mean, they had that with Joakim Noah, but now Joakim Noah didn't want a spotlight and Derek Rose and some of these other guys. And it wasn't an issue. Um, so it, it really puzzles me to me. I'm not trading Jimmy Butler. I don't care what he wants. You know, uh, I mean, I, I, if I'm the coach or the GM, I mean, 
I'm like, uh, like Popovich said to LaMarcus Aldridge, like, listen, you can want to leave, but we're going to figure this out because I'm not letting you leave. Right. Uh, and, I, and I would feel the same way with, with Jimmy Butler. Um, so whatever the issue is with, with Colin Anthony Towns and Wiggins, you know, they got to figure out how to massage those young, more immature guys because – and I could be wrong, but deep down inside me, I don't believe Butler's the problem. He wasn't a before. Uh, I think, you know, he just, for whatever reason, has had enough is enough. And he's and he's put the, the, the spotlight on him. Uh, and he's kind of taken a negative publicity. Now, on the positive note, absolutely warms my heart to see Derrick Rose uh, playing well and, and having a, a bit of a resurgence. You know, because as we all know, at one point, he was one of the top two or three players in the league has went through all kinds of both physical, mental, on-the-court, off-the-court issues. And, and and seemingly, especially in his stop in Cleveland the other year, looked like his career was done. Right. Uh, yeah. Like, just beyond washed up, get this guy uh, into the into the uh, NBA pension program and move him on. And now he just, he's just, you know, he looks phenomenal. And he's a good dude. I, every time I see him in the back hallways, he always speaks. I recruited... Uh, multiple players off of his the AAU team he played on as a player mm-hmm. and his dad also ran an AAU program in Chicago and is still involved now uh, and he always speaks we always have great conversations so just seeing him uh doing well I'm, I'm very very happy for him now that that is that's a, a really great story and uh let's go and move a little bit from the NBA to the NCAA you watched some of the games Michigan State Kansas and then Duke just smacking Kentucky what's your thoughts uh, I mean, I, I thought Kansas looked really good. I, I really like Kansas. Um, uh, you know, I, I think Michigan State is going to be very good. I was really disappointed in their in their big man. I didn't think he played very well, um, and I and I thought he kind of pouted and sulked a little bit. Um, so was a little disappointed in him, and I thought he kind of got him off to to a, a bit of a rocky start. Um, and but I thought Kansas looked really good, and I thought they played well, and especially even you know they've had some. Some controversy, you know, more so with the coaching staff and the recruiting scandal here in the preseason didn't seem to affect them at all. Um, I thought Duke was absolutely dynamite. Um, I think Kentucky made them probably look a little better than, than maybe they are. I think they're dynamite and I, they're a national championship contender, but they're not 40 points better than Kentucky. Kentucky just wasn't ready to play uh, and, and, and they just couldn't recover from it. You know, that both teams had, had have young, inexperienced guys, as they always do. And Duke's guys showed up and played like men and like veterans. And, and Kentucky, you know, they, they took the first punch, got smacked in the mouth, and just had no response. Um, but, uh, man, I absolutely love uh, the talent on Duke. You know, Zion, Zion Williamson obviously gets so much publicity. He's not like LeBron to me. Uh, maybe, again, maybe I'm just showing my age. But to me, he's, he's, he's a, a little bit more agile Larry Johnson. He, yes. he really reminds me of Grandmama and Larry Johnson. Uh, and, 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 you know, and he's going to be a very, very good player. And I loved R.J. Barrett. Um, and R.J.'s cousin actually played for me at Central Michigan, Sefton Barrett. Okay. Uh, he used to have the, the nickname Mr. Dunk. Uh, but uh, And he played professionally for many years. Uh, still playing, actually, mm-hmm. uh, overseas. But um, but but Sefton was was a lot like R.J. in terms of body and wiry frame and, and super athletic raw talent um, and played in the MAC. Uh, for four years at, at, at CMU, so Toledo and Bowling Green fans would probably remember Sefton, but uh, RJ is just tremendous, um, how he can get it done in transition, great body control, he's not the strongest kid, but he takes hits in the lane, and he, and he get, you know, and he's able to keep his body and chin on the rim, shoulders square, and finish, um, so I really, 
was was impressed by him. I kind of knew what to expect from Zion. Uh, and, you know, the fact that Zion made a few outside shots was, was growth. And the fact that um, that Barrett, you know, really played well on both ends of the floor. I like I like, you know, how, how well they played. And then um, the Jones, the point guard, just super solid. You didn't turn it over, got his assist, didn't turn over, got everyone the ball, kept everyone happy. And, you know, Reddish, I think, is, is slightly behind the other two. But, you know, put 20 on the board or whatever he ended up with. A super nice player, too. I mean, if, if that's your third or fourth best player, I mean, <laughs> you know, talk about the rich get richer. I mean, it, that's pretty darn good. Yeah, you might as well enjoy it while you can before they go, get on off to the to the NBA. Now, last question here. Could Duke beat Cleveland? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, I know it's easy to say that, but I'm I, you're going to have a hard time ever convincing me of any professional sport team as a kid would you know on a, on a on a given day just lose to a college team it's just yeah i don't know i mean they're competitive but the nba you know when you start talking about the depth you know you got 13 pros with yeah. the Cavs. Mm-hmm. uh you know with duke you got maybe four pros right uh you know now they're really good and they're potentially lottery picks and likely multiple lottery picks um but it's just different, man. The level of physicality, the the, the size of the floor, the spacing, um, the the the, rough, the officiating, you know. And I'm making the assumption that you know Duke. You're saying Duke's hypothetically going to play an NBA game against Cleveland. I don't see um, that happening. And a couple of years ago, you know, they were saying you know Kentucky. Kentucky beat Philadelphia 76ers, and you know, my answer then was no. Ah, it's a cool conversation piece, especially for the just the general fan. Um, but as you know, as a high school coach, um, you know, everyone thinks that their kids can go play in college, but you've spent time in college. It's a different deal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and, and everyone thinks every, all the division one players think they're pros, but then you go spend a day at training camp or a day, you know, literally courtside at an NBA game, um, you know, not watching on TV. It's, it's just a different deal. And so could it ever happen? Of course it could happen if, if, if you, multiple. Uh, Maryland, Baltimore County can knock off a number one seed, but you know I'm not. I'm not saying that that Duke, on uh, my name, can go beat the Cavaliers. I don't think so. No, nah, like I said, the, the program is pro game is totally different. Like you mentioned before, those guys in the pros, even in the D League, were all conference in college. You know, it's just that, that the pro game they're just not as good as the other pros, but. <laughs> But, you know, unless, unless you put together – even you, we've seen it in years past, like in the Olympic trials, you have a college all-star team, and they can't really keep up with the, the, the NBA players. I mean, we, we've seen that for years, even with the Dream Team. Even though the Dream Team did catch an L to that great team with college players in a closed practice, but they said daily kind of rigged the game so the better players weren't playing. But at the same time, though, if you start to match them up, you know, lineup for lineup, depth for depth, the pros are going to win. Yeah, it's just it's just a it's just a different uh, it's just a different type of game, and, and I mean, um, we, you know, there's a there's a whole lot of we're saying Duke probably has you know four four potential first round draft picks at some point, you know, and and you know if you look at just last year's draft, there's a whole lot of first round draft picks that aren't on opening day NBA rosters. Yeah, you know, they're on true. contract, they're getting paid, <laughs> you know, which is a blessing to them. But there's, I mean, there's a lot of guys that, that just don't, even, you know, it's it's tough, man. It's it's really really tough. Um, and I I've been, you know, super fortunate, and super blessed to get to, you know, have have uh, you know eyes eyes on the inside for for several years. But it's it's um, you know, we're talking about the best athletes in the world. Um, you know, the best athletes in the world, in my opinion, are are, are in the NBA for the most part. 
um, and they are they're really good. Yeah, yeah, they are. Anything coming up for you, uh, Mr. Cone? Uh, you know, oh, just just a lot of basketball, man. You see, seeing me live courtside, maybe doing a little scouting, a little coaching, a little training. Might even catch me behind the TV camera. But if there's a if there's an orange ball around, I'll likely be sticking my head close to it. That's right, because you'll be on BCSN again, or and all of it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure they'll get me uh, on the air when when I have availability. Um, I I met with them last week. Uh, and um, they certainly uh, want to have me as much as possible. Just got to make it work on the calendar. Yeah, Mommy only has three games on, on the network, so to speak. So I don't know if you'll be able to do any of our games. <laughs> oh, I didn't even know that they were uh, pre-planned like that. I thought they kind of did it on a monthly or weekly basis. I thought so, too, until we got the email. And they said, you know, I mean, unless we are a hot team, you know, they might do a flex schedule like the NFL does. But right now, you know, we got, <laughs> you know, three games, you know, kind of like the, the Cavaliers. You go from being on national TV to basically never. So Well, you you got to you gotta tap into your uh you got to tap into your your russell westbrook wardrobe game and you know if you start bringing out the wardrobe they might have to bring the, the spotlights yeah that is true <laughs> you know that's the only way some of these teams can get on uh tv but once again darren thanks so much for uh calling in man hey always a pleasure to be on uh after further review appreciate you having me and uh you have a great weekend all right man thanks man Bye-bye. Yep, that was darren cone the coach here on 88.3 WGT's After Further Review, always giving you some great info. Uh, once again, like I said, you can check him out on Twitter at, I think it's at Darren Cone or Coach Cone. And uh, basically, like I said, I hope you guys enjoyed this segment with him and uh, giving you a little bit of a preview from his eyes of the NBA season and the NCAA and uh, saying that a college team really doesn't, they could probably could compete against the pros, but you know what? They couldn't really beat the pros. Anyway, make sure you check out After Further Review always on the podcast. Uh, make sure you go to SoundCloud, WHUT's After Further Review, or just After Further Review on iTunes. You can carry us around in your pocket. Make sure you get the app for SoundCloud, and you can just, you know, if you have an iPhone, you just go over to the podcast. It's got a picture of Frank Bashner in the horse's head. Coming up next, more After Further Review if you're listening to the live show from 11 to 1 here on 88.3 WXUT. Once again, thanks to Darren Cone, the coach, giving us his insight on NBA and college basketball.